0: welcome to the gospel doctor podcast a show that has been designed to help born-again believers realize who we are in christ and to truly understand the power and the potential of the gospel that has been entrusted to us my name is prince john and i'm the son of the king Hello there, so today we will be discussing on why we should walk in power. Now this, uh, this is a very significant question because a lot of people actually downplay the importance of walking in power and they feel as if it is humility to walk, um, walk actually without power and that all that, and this is what is, uh, which is being taught in churches today, a lot of the churches, that all that matters is a relationship with God, love one another. That is partially the truth, but not the complete truth. So today we wanted to clarify, or to bring some light into this topic so that you will know what is available to you. So once you know what is available to you, it is up to you whether you want to use it or not. But... I wanted to share what is available to you and why it is important to walk in power. Okay, so Christian life, right? When we talk about Christian life, there are two aspects to Christian life. And one of the aspects is God and man relationship, which we actually call the vertical relationship. And what is... Um, so we, all, almost everyone in Christianity, all the denominations or all churches agree if you are a born-again believer, that having a relationship with God is the most important thing. Yeah, there are some churches who who go big on traditions and stuff, but it's generally agreed in most churches that having a relationship with God is the most important. And I agree. So there is no question on the vertical relationship between God and man. So no problem about that. So everything is fine there. But there is also another part of this whole relationship which is the horizontal part you are not an individual connected with God Um, and that's not the only thing basically you're not just what I meant is you're not just an individual connected with God but you are part of a whole bigger community called the body of Christ and also you relate with unbelievers as well so there is a lot more going on than actual Just, just having relationship with God and man. Now, when I say that, a lot of you might think, "And I'm down. am, Am I downplaying the relationship between God and man?" No, I'm not. You will see why. Now, first of all, there is no. You cannot complete the relationship between you and God without having a proper relationship or without loving the people around you. And that is the horizontal relationship. We need to have that. Now, it is not an option to focus on the vertical and neglect the horizontal. In 1 John 4 verse 20, it says that it is not possible that someone who would love God would hate his brother. It's saying that it is not possible. There is a certain relationship there. Now, the vertical relationship with God strengthens through the horizontal. Now, why do I say that? Do you remember when Jesus asked Peter, do you love me more than any of these? And he asked this in John 21, verse 15. Now, Peter was ready to agree, right? Peter, of all people, right? Of all his disciples, yeah, I I love you, Lord, more than anyone. Now, we all, if somebody would have, if Jesus would have asked that question to us, we would have, probably all of us would have said, yes, uh, yeah, we love you, Lord. But then Jesus asked him to take care of his flock. That means the proof of his love for Jesus was displayed through his love towards the Peter's love towards his brethren, towards the others, right? So when we, when we, we should understand this, that when we say we have the mind of Christ, I mean, this is one way of taking this. Like, we have the mind of Christ and people were on Jesus' mind. And it is impossible for us to not love people and just say, oh, I'm just focused on God. No, that's not the case. Now, Jesus was all about people. Anyone who loves him will have to share the same love for people. Now, by loving people through him, we get immersed in his love for us. Now. If it was just God and us, and us loving other people, this would have been a much easier thing to do. But there is a party pooper in between. There is the evil one in between, which complicates things. The party pooper, which I call the party pooper, which is the devil, and he is a thief. The Bible says in John 10:10 that the thief, the devil comes only, or the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, only. He does not come to prosper you. He does not come to make you a big house or anything like that, only to steal, kill, and destroy. He will try to attack like a roaring lion. That's what 1 Peter 5, verse 8 says it, tells us. And he will throw fiery darts against you. And he will basically try to attack at any given opportunity. And all he wants to do is to enslave people again back to sin and destroy them. And he comes against us continually. He, either the devil or his minions or the demons actually come against us, right? So, this is where we who understand, who move in authority, come in. The people around us may not know the power of God or anything else, and they might be sitting ducks in the line of the devil's attack. Our goal is to stand against the plans and attack of the devil and resist him, because when the devil sees the child of God, he flees. James 4 verse 7 says that, resist the devil and he will flee. And now just like a brother rescuing his sibling from the attacks of an intruder we show our love towards the brethren by standing against it. Right this is exactly what it is. So it it is of no use to not have and, and when the intruder comes, and when the intruder tries to attack, you if you don't have power and authority to stand against it, so how will he rescue? And a lot of people actually see power and authority as a display, or, oh, here am I, I'm, I'm so powerful. I'm, no, there are a lot of people who actually walk in power and authority, and we don't even know, we don't see them on big big stages or anything like that. They walk in power and authority. They walk in tremendous power and authority they're rescuing lives and they're doing great work of god and This is so important now this is also same as jesus' ministry. this is not anything new. He did exactly the same. no one else had so much a very strong relationship between Um, with the Father than Jesus, right? We have to agree on that but he did not always spend time with God Mm -hmm. saying that that's all that I have come for and and he could have he could have actually spent time uh, you know in the mountains with God and when it it was time for him to die he could have just uh, come from the mountains and died for our sins right and that would have legally done everything but no that's not what he did he, what he did is like while he was there he healed the sick and he raised the dead and 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 the lame started walking a lot of things actually started happening he spent time with other people healing them proclaiming the goodness of god now it is part it was part of jesus ministry to do that Because in Luke 4, verse 18, in the New King James Version, it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. He came for a purpose, and that was to heal the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, and set liberty to those who are oppressed. Now, we may say after reading this, oh, see, that was Jesus' calling and Jesus' role, and unless we get a special commission, we don't have a similar ministry. Well, that's not true. We already have received the commission. In, First John, in John 20, verse 21, it says, As the Father sent me, I also sent you. That means, how did the Father send him? And it was mentioned in what we read in Luke 4, verse 18, which says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. That means He has anointed you to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. That means we are sent to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives. So that means we should proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight of the blind. That means we should actually provide recovery of sight of the blind and set at liberty those who are oppressed. That means we, the body of Christ, should set at liberty those who are oppressed. That is our calling. And in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 18, this is called the ministry of reconciliation. The the ministry of reconciliation is to reconcile and reinforce the victory that Jesus has won on earth and that is to reinforce it Till His will becomes done on earth as it is in heaven. Right now, God's will is not always done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, it is for this purpose. I mean, I should have a big, bold, underlined this. It is for this purpose that He gave us power and authority to rescue people from bondage. Jesus healed and brought people to God. He was rescuing people. When you when God gave you power and authority, it was to help other people. Right? And and, and you can see even Paul was saying was, was saying that in 1 Corinthians 2, verse 4 and 5 where he says, And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and power, that your faith should not be in wisdom of men, but in the power of God. But today, modern Christianity and modern-day Christianity focuses a lot on human wisdom, philosophies and everything. But Paul said that our preaching his preaching was not the persuasive words of human wisdom with the demonstration of spirit and power now it is not for a show every single blessing i mean i should make that very clear every single blessing which god gives us is so that we can be a blessing to others it is not to hoard the blessing Remember what he said to Abraham in Genesis 12, verse 2, that I will bless you so that you will be a blessing. So, we are loaded with power. We are loaded with authority. In one of my previous podcasts, you will see that me talking about it. Now, God expects us to do the works of God. He has given His power and authority. After His resurrection, He said and Je- in Matthew 28, verse 18, And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. All authority. Go therefore. Wow. That means He's expecting us to use that authority. Now, in Ephesians 1 verse 18 to 20, it says, um, The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance of the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe. That word power is dunamis uh, in Greek and that is explosive power towards us who believe according to the kind of power that's what is being explained. His mighty power which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him, at the, seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places. That is the kind of power which we have. Now, Mark 16, 15, verse 18 says, Now, this is for us. This was when Jesus appeared to them and he talked to his disciples and he said, he said to them to the disciples go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature he who believes and, be, and is baptized will be saved and he who does not believe will be condemned and these signs will follow those who believe now those who believe the part those who believe is not just about disciples right and in the next verse, it becomes even more clear. In my name, they will cast out. He's talking to his disciples and he's saying, they. If you read that verse, it talked, the disciples, 11 of those disciples were actually there. Not one was missing. So he was saying, in my name they, those who believe, will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, they will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them, and they will lay hands to the sick, and they will recover. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, actually this is our calling, this is our mission statement. This is what God has said for us. He has, I mean, a lot of people actually refuse to walk in power saying that, you know, it's just about love. But how can you effectively love someone or help someone? You can, you can have all the love you, you have and still be helpless, right? Right? Just think about this. If there is someone in your neighborhood over there who is dying of cancer right now, and you might say, oh brother, I actually love you so much and I wish you hadn't. You didn't have to go through this. Oh yes, we know that we we don't wish things things like that. We want people to be well. But what if you had the power and you had the power to rebuke that sickness away and that person could be well? Now, that would have been the greatest thing they would ask for, right? And when you lay hands on them and their sickness would go away, that would have been the most amazing thing. That is what this is. You have that. You have the power and the authority. The authority of Jesus he has asked us to use. And the power, which is the explosive power he has given us for us to use. Now, Ephesians 6.16 says that by faith we quench all the fiery darts of the evil one. All in Greek means all. It's all. It means all the fiery darts of the evil one. Now, in 1 John 5.4 it says, whoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith do you see this it says it is our faith that has overcome the world too often it is preached that we just have to you know just sit there and and you know look at god and let him do whatever no it's your by faith you overcome the problem ephesians 3 verse 20 says that to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above what we ask or think Now, we all believe in that, right? But we often stop over there. But the next part of it actually says, according to the power that is working within us, God is dependent on us because we are the body of Christ. 1 Corinthians 12 verse 27 says that. We are the body of Christ and He's dependent on us to do His work on earth, to show His love on earth use the power and authority of god by faith to love people and show the love of god in their lives this is so so important you should understand that in ephesians 2 verse 10 it says we are his workmanship created in christ jesus for good works which god prepared beforehand that we should walk in them works are prepared beforehand that you would walk in them there is a great calling ahead of you I mean, you have been called. You don't have to wait for any other call. You have the ministry of reconciliation. We all have. We have to walk in power and authority. Nobody else will actually walk for us. It is so important to understand this. So, I. Pray that we will start walking in power and it could be a very simple thing. Believe in the word which he has spoken and lay hands in the sick expecting something to happen. Lay hands in the sick. That's the minimum thing which you can do. Just just lay hands. Thank you for listening. You have amazing things in store for you. God has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness let's praise god thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful and blessed day